not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and... After a brief hiatus, the view from the Ninian is back. We've had three international games in place of Cardiff City matches, but we're back because we've got two games over the long weekend coming up. Joining me, as usual, is Ben Price with a new microphone. Ben Price, how's your new microphone? Um, I think it's good. I'm not going to be able to tell until this comes out, really, and get the feedback. Oh, and Lovely oh. people saying that they can't hear me. It does sound much taking... clearer. It does sound I'm, much clearer. I'm impressed. And here's Tom Phillips with his old microphone. Tom, how's that old microphone working out for you? Old and trusted, this one is fine. No problems my end. Not going to... None of this newfangled technology shit like you lot. Just Have you learned from Ben's mistakes? Yeah, just don't listen to a word he says. And not just about technology in general. Well, it should be an interesting That's a bit little actually. podcast then. Yeah, uh, don't apologise. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Ben, how do you feel about that? I mean, he's got a point, hasn't he? Yeah, I didn't like to say. Um, it's been a few weeks um, since we beat Swansea down at the Vetch. Um, international break's been here. Apart from watching Wales games, Ben, what have you been doing? Uh, not a lot. I've um, temporarily, temporarily unemployed, so I've done my garden out. Um, yeah, just sort of chilled. It's been a nice couple of days. The weather's been absolutely superb and made most of it. What have you been doing in the garden? Tell, tell the listeners. I'm sure they'll be chomping at the bit to know. Uh, painted my fence. Big job. Accidentally that is painted a big a job. Wi- accidentally painted a window. <laughs> <laughs> Smashed up garden furniture and flung that onto next door's roof, uh, next door shed roof by mistake. That was a fun one. It's um, be causing carnage. Oh, it's been good. Yeah, the, the garden looks amazing on my Instagram. If you want to have a look, it's at the story. It'll be gone by the time this comes out. Pop it story. on the feed, and where where can they follow you? Where can the listeners follow you? You might get some new followers out of this. Yeah, worth a go, in it? At the Ben Price. It got the seal of approval from Gareth Baker. Said, lovely garden, mate. Friend of the podcast, Gareth Baker. The nicest thing he's ever said to me, that. <laughs> yeah, he's a funny one. Uh, Tom, you've also been temporarily unemployed, haven't you? But for different reasons. Well, I just had some time off. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit, it's a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what have you been doing? Tell the listeners what you've been doing. Well, you know, I took some time off for international break. Couldn't go to any Wales games, so I've sat in the house. I walked uh, 70 miles in five days because I was oh, wow. really bored. And then uh, found some egg posts nearby, so I went to kick an egg ball over that one day and then burnt my face because it's actually <laughs> quite sunny. And my body's not used to it. So, yeah, fun times. Anyone going to ask you what I've been doing? I was just going yeah, to say yeah, what you Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. 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 You kind of just accept that I'm the host and no one wants to know about me. Uh, not much, really, as it goes. <laughs> good. This is why we don't ask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I did some decorating. Um, oh, no, that was the same weekend of the Jacks game, wasn't it? So that doesn't really count. Um, bought a couple of retro Cardiff City shirts off eBay. Um, waiting for those to arrive. Um, a 1994-95 Striker South Wales Echo shirt. And I got the red and black striped South Wales Echo shirt as well from the early 90s, too. Um Oof. Spent a bit of money, but I was about to say, that's the problem. Coming to a bit of money, have you? Well, actually, um, the the strike, the blue striker shirt, I think I got a bit of a touch on because I found it as a new listing, and he listed it at buy it now for seventy five. When at the same time there were three others in large and medium for upwards of two hundred pounds. So, in comparison, I got a bit of a bargain. I've um, been, 
I'm on the old collecting the whale shit at the moment, trying to get every whale shit from 2000 onwards. How's that going? So it's going all right, but it's getting very expensive. And I can't say too what? loudly because my missus is in the other room. And if she hears me, what's... she'll fucking crucify me. Go on, then. What's the most expensive shirt you've bought so far? I've been trying to get them on bargains. So I've sort of been doing all right. Not, looking not why I asked you, Ben. Not why I asked you. What's the most expensive <laughs> shirt you've bought so far? I spent 35 yesterday on the... Um, 2000 was it 2006 Kappa one the one with the dragon sort of printed into this shirt so Tom, not the last verdict on that shirt hmm? I said what's the verdict on that shirt do you like that shirt for me yeah Sorry, I completely switched off then <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was I, thinking I, about my own Welsh shirt collection I was thinking, what have I got yeah that's yes a good one I'm not sure if I've got that one actually so I might have I it never up. had it, so it was yeah, um, I never had that a last-minute purchase. But the price of them has gone ridiculous. Like Any football shit at the moment on eBay is gone. You used to be able to pick them up for 10, 12 quid. They're going for like 40, 50 quid now for stuff that's not even that good. Well, it's, it's the same with Cardiff shirts. Like um, I've been looking at a few things, and some you can get bargains for. Like I got the, the red long-sleeve shirt from the 2004, 2005 season for a tenner. But then um, if you're looking at other shirts, like the, the Zara... Um, Leeds United shirt that's going for 50 60 quid now. I paid 11 quid for it six months ago. It's yeah. like all of a sudden it's gone mental. Um, so if anyone out there is listening and you've got any retro card shirts you want to get rid of, specifically in an XL, uh, just come to me first and then I can <laughs> figure it out from there. Or large, give me a shout on large, large, and large, Ben, uh, Tom. And, I, and I'm dependent on the make either extra large or large. So if it doesn't fit one of them, come to me. All <laughs> good. We, we can have a rotation between us three, couldn't we? Because <laughs> um, get in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, right, let's let's actually talk about some football. Uh, obviously, we've had the three Wales games. Uh, the, the latest one just finished, which was a 1-0 win over the Czech Republic where um, a racist got elbowed in the face, and I was very happy about that. Um, Tom, uh, as you know, the resident Welsh fan, we're all Welsh fans here, but you're the one who um, is probably more committed than most. Uh, what did you make of the last three games? Um, I think on, on the whole, you've got to be happy because it's now still in our hands despite playing Belgium away. You know, we, we're four points behind them, game in hand, and we still, we still got to play them at home. So I think that's as best an outcome we probably could have hoped for, really, with them dropping points against the Czech Republic. They were in good form as well, Czech Republic, and we've beaten them yeah. 1-0. And then from a Cardiff point of view, Kiefer Moore's only played like 70 minutes over this week, so it's the most rest he's had in ages. You know, and, Harry he Wilson, and he still scored. Harry Wilson got a goal. Little Johnny Williams got on and got a bit of game time as well on the other end of the spectrum as he's had a run out and assisted as well for Kiefer Moore. So I think from a Cardiff point of view, it's been a fantastic international break. Ben, what was your favourite moment? Uh, Kiefer Moore's goal against Mexico was class. Lovely, Lovely finish, feet. wasn't it? What a finish. And just the ball from Williams as well. Oh. It, was, it, was, it was quite interesting seeing Johnny Williams play as a, as a makeshift right back, wasn't it, Ben? It was funny with sort of a lot of people on Twitter saying we've been desperate for a right back all along and now we've got about eight just <laughs> makeshift ones. Yeah, exactly. We were, really... we were desperate for Osei Tutu to come back and now we're just like, stay Arsenal, mate. We don't. We don't <laughs> well, I, think, I think he is, but signs things, isn't he? Because he's not got yeah, a look yeah, until yeah. the end of 23s. So, yeah, it was nice to see. Just him getting a bit of game time was good. Um, he looked sharp, came on came on tonight again, sort of really made a big difference, made a real, real impact. Um, I'm hoping he's going to play a big part now for the, next, for the last run in towards the end of the season. Because I just love him. I really do. He just, his smile makes me happy. Yeah, Tom, you're nodding along there. I think, you know, we've been playing Wilson as the in Wilson and Murphy behind the strikers. But is it time now to, to, you know, Wilson hasn't maybe, and a point we'll get to later, hasn't maybe been firing on all cylinders for Cardiff. Murphy's in and out of the team. Would you start Williams in the next game? 
I wouldn't start him in the next game, no, but I'd bring him on a bit earlier than we've seen him in the past. I think, you know, he, he had that injury when he first joined up with us. Um, he's had enough time now to bed in. And between Cardiff and Wales as well, he's had even more time to link up with Kiefer Moore. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think we are going to see a little bit more of him. There's a reason we signed him. And I think it is for this run in now, he could be key because, you know, the games are going to come thick and fast. There'll be a lot of space out there. And that's when he, you know, the magic comes alive with him a bit. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him over this next run of games. It could be pivotal. Um, looking back at the at the Wales games, Ben, uh, t- Tom touched it at the start. I, th- I think, you know, it's in our own hands going into the next round of qualifiers. I mean, the Belgium game, we played well in that second half, didn't we? Yeah, I thought we were a decent performance. So we sort of, teams are going to go there. I think they've lost once in like five years, haven't they? Or something ridiculous, the way their stats was, are going. And they were 7-0 up at some point tonight. I don't know what the, the final result They're was They're just 8-0. Game. Eight nil. Jesus, they they're a different animal. That they've they've top the top ranked side in the world, and we didn't. All right, it was three one in the end, but we didn't like embarrass ourselves. We were quite competitive for the most part. It was just real quality from them that sort of did the job. Um, yeah, and you then also- sort of pick yourselves up and get a decent result against Mexico as well, because Mexico are no pushovers. They were a good side and to get a result with a, the world, aren't they? Mexico. Yeah, and get a result with what a makeshift defense was pretty good going so I've, I've actually really enjoyed the international break it's been fun it's a nice little lift and yeah I just wish we were there because I can imagine today would have been a lovely day in town for a few beers and then the game yeah I mean Tom Dan James scoring a header that's probably one for the the record books isn't it how tall is he three foot six it's quite funny like we get all these like our little wingers and fullbacks are scoring at the back post loads now yeah. it's quite nice to see but it shows our like, quality that Bale does have still you know, there's nothing you can do as a fullback when he's whipping that in. And then his reaction as well, after he's put the ball in and we put it in the back of the net, like he's still absolutely pumped to see those goals going in. It still means the world to him. And also, you can see him and Kiefer Moore having a little bit of a laugh in a water break. So, you know, it's nice <laughs> to see them getting on. N- not suggesting anything, you know, but Gareth Bale says he might be leaving Tottenham at the end of the year. Real Madrid don't want him. So get back and run 11s, 11s by yourself, mate. Well, I was just, I was wondering that, right? Like at what point, you know, he's, He's, he's made known that he's a Cardiff fan in that shirt thing. He, he put on the Cardiff shirt and it was like the first football shirt he's he wore. Cardiff is, uh, you know, his home. Ben, can we dream that in a couple of years he might be coming back? He's rich enough. He doesn't need to earn. He's always lived in Cardiff. He's always maintained a life here. It's a strange one. You sort of say, but I think we're sort of so, you think back to the Bellamy situation thinking, oh, that can never happen. That's never going to happen. Never going to come off. And it somehow did. Bale feels closer to me to Cardiff than Bellamy did, to be honest, because Bellamy never really was out of Cardiff from when he was about, what, 15, 16? Yeah. But Bale sort of back and forth a lot. But it's just, it's just no, I don't think it's going to happen. It'd be fun, though. God, it'd be fun. Even if it did, I think, um, even though it's a much bigger, like, coup I'd than, slate him on than, Bell, than, than Bellamy, I think Bellamy would have more, had more of an impact than Bale probably would if he came in now at this stage of his career. Because mm. I think Bellamy had a lot more to give and was arguably not far away from the top of his career. Where if Bale well, comes in the... two years, he's going to be broken, isn't he? <laughs> I think. Well, yeah. I, I was just saying, Ben, you said you'd criticise him on Twitter. Like, if we signed him in two, three years' time, there'll be a lot of people on Twitter going, he's too old. Get rid, he's too yeah. old. We need to sign <laughs> younger players. I think the, the difference between him and sort of Bellamy was Bellamy was a year away from, a year removed from winning Man City's player of the season. Yeah. And then came to yeah. us at his peak of his powers because he fell out with the manager. Um, yeah, Bale's oh, not quite at that, that level. But God, it'd be fun. Wouldn't, can you imagine it? 
and I really hope that they reenact the Motherwell um, chairman coming on Sky Sports and slating us for not paying for one of their players again. Paul Just to really throw it back Quinn. to that. Um, I, I guess before we move on to uh, club matters again, um, Tom, I just want to touch on the that, that final block from Joey Rodon at the end. Yeah, he's a jack, but he's now at Tottenham. My, my mate's a Tottenham fan. He says he's probably the best defender already. And that block at the end was almost as good as the goal, wasn't it? Oh, it was huge. Like that, that, that is going in. There's no doubt yeah. that's going in. And and then again, the reaction of the players and the reaction from Joe Roden himself when he's done it as well. He knows what he's done there. He knows it's going to be huge in the grand scheme of this qualifying campaign. And um, yeah, ordinarily as well, I'd be cheering a Jack getting sent off for Cardiff City Stadium, but it was a pity to see Conor Roberts go off. Do you think he harsh. deserved it? Um, the no. first yellow, I think, was harsh when because he did nothing. He just got elbowed. I didn't see the first yellow. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry. It was involved in that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and then um, the second one, I can see why he's been booked because it's an elbow at someone's head height, but it's it's a soft one. I think if, if that's given as a first yellow, you're not really going to gripe too much about it, but as a second yellow, like, you know, the checks were looking to even it up as well. But yeah. it makes it even more sweeter then. Do you mean that? We, we, we then broke them down with 10 men. So, yeah, overall, a very, very happy Tom Phillips at the end of that international break. All right, then. Um, let's do a mark out of seven, then, for that international break. What would you give out of seven? Uh, I'd give it a 6.25. 6.25, Phillips. What's high, though? A five. Five is probably because you couldn't go to games, right? It'd have been a six you could have, if you could have gone to the games. Yeah, I think like, you still, we still lost to Belgium. And I think we rode our luck a little bit in that. Like, the Czech Republic probably had more clear-cut chances than Belgium did, really. It's just yeah. the, like the, the, the Belgian game, they were quite avoidable goals, all three of them, arguably. But yeah, that's why I'd only give a five, a five out of seven. What a weird rating system. But yeah, right, yeah. five out of seven. <laughs> and I'll give it five and a half out of seven. There we go. Yeah, lovely. A nice little spread of bets there. Right, moving back to club matters. Obviously, we've got two games coming up this weekend in the long weekend. Um, time off work, lovely stuff. Um, but the first question we've got uh, for, you, for you guys, Ben, is will we ever see Tomlin again? No. No? I'll get Tom? fit, can he? Do you agree? Do you think we'll see Tomlin again? No, I don't think so. I think his time has come now. Like it was such a weird one today, though. Like he wasn't wasn't he originally named on the team sheet on Twitter by the by the club account, and then no sign yeah. of him. And it's pretty hard not to spot him at the moment as well. So he can't have been there. That's my joke. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Um, ben, it's you know, it's kind of been a weird season. It does feel quite ominous, really, that that Tomlin was involved in the under twenty threes to start with, and then wasn't there. Posted on Instagram that he was just ho- clearly home with his missus or whatever it was. It's a shame, isn't it? That it seems to, you know, the, he was so good last season. And this season, obviously, injuries are taking their toll. But he just doesn't seem bothered. He doesn't seem committed, does he? He seems to have slipped back into that bad attitude, sort of bad place he was in before. Sort of, it feels very old Lee Tomlin, sort of Lee Tomlin at his time at Bright at Bournemouth, sort of looking for a move. Um, wanting to get to Bristol and stuff, it sort of feels he's gone backwards into that sort of state, um, which is a real shame because he was so important to us last year and the fans have really taken to him. But you look at sort of, and look, look, I'm a bit of a fat guy, I'm not one to criticise, but and I normally feel bad about calling footballers fat, but going off the pitches and sort of what I saw of him for the under-23s, like he's a similar size to me. He's chunky. And look, for a professional footballer, that's bad that doesn't show the right attitude. And clearly, look, I think it's no secret that Tomlin's got mental health issues and there might be something in that as well, which is a real shame he's sort of taken a step back after seemingly being so positive, sort of making breakthroughs last year. But um, 
as far as it comes to Cardiff, you can't put him in the squad when he's in that shape. Tom, you know, the, the shape thing is, like Ben said, it could be a consequence of many things, but he's obviously been out injured for a long time. But it, it, when you're halfway, to, when you're when you're in a football season, it's never about cutting weight. It's about maintaining your your shape at that time. You know, pre-season is when you cut weight. Mid-season is when you just maintain and keep up those good habits. It's, it's difficult to shake, isn't it? And it, it just doesn't, it doesn't bode well for these last eight games if he's not playing for the under-23s and he can't shake that weight. But he's, he's not going to get a look in, is he? No, it seems a vicious cycle with him a bit as well. When he's left out, he kind of gets a little bit disillusioned by it all and you can see his kind of shape kind of slip. And then he just gets further and further away from the team. And, you know, we're not as reliant on him now as we might have been last season as well. So I don't think we need to panic and bring him back in. Like like we've got the likes of Johnny Williams and stuff now who can make a difference who haven't really been involved this far. So, yeah, I, think, I do feel sorry for him because I think he's, he's clearly got a bit of a fragile personality and yeah. he, he needs an arm on his shoulder and it, it, it's clearly not working for him at the moment. And it must be hard kind of knowing the ability you've got, not being in the shape that you're in, like the, the shape you want to be in and then being thrown into the under-23s every now and again. Um, but, yeah, I think I, that could be the, his first team career at Cardiff done and dusted now. He's... His contracts, Ben, is his contract up till next season, 2022? Yeah, next season, yeah. Um, signed the new deal in the last summer, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I, um, I knew he signed a new deal. I couldn't remember if it was extended for a year or two years. Um, Tom mentioned it there, Johnny Williams coming in. At, at this stage of things, you know, if it, Williams is on a contract up until the end of the season, if Tomlin's got another year left on his contract. But if it was a straight shootout, who would you choose at this stage to keep on? Um, Johnny Williams, 100%. That Lee Tomlin's last appearance for us was the 31st of October. Um, before that, Ooh, it was Halloween. Against, it was against Blackburn. He got himself sent off. For two oh stupid, yeah, yeah. The two stupid, it was a stupid, stupid elbow, stupid wasn't it? Yeah, two really stupid cards. So um, he's not reliable. And I love him and really enjoyed him last season. But you can't have a player like that when you sort of push him to go on the cut. That we've struggled enough as a team this season without having someone who's a bit of a liability in the squad so between him and Johnny it's Johnny Tom do you agree? Yeah I think they're both players you can't really rely on too much long term with how injury prone both of them are but yeah if it's a straight shooter I'd pick him one of them yes yeah, Johnny Williams all day for me and like you, like I said in the group chat you know they both keep the physio occupied in their own different ways um, Johnny Williams is probably cheaper but he'd also keep the physio busy while, while Tomlin's a bit more expensive but would keep the physio busy it's a shame really isn't it because I think I think a lot, when he signed for us, a lot of people were expecting the world from him. And obviously that first season, it was similar, right? He came in, it didn't go as he, as he planned. Only scored a couple of goals that first season and went out on loan, was out of it yeah, against Reading. Um, and even that wasn't a, a Lee Tomlin goal, was it? It was kind of like just a, a bit of a, a tap, not a tap in, but you know, a follow-up to a strike. Um, and he's kind of, I think we, we as football fans and we as a football club like players who kind of come from the dead, right? They come back from the dead and he was seemingly out on his arse. He came back in and proved himself and, and led us last season. And now it's gone the other way again. It's, you know, he's, he's been at the club, what, four years? Uh, and it's been quite a tumultuous ride for him. Um, so it'd be a shame, really, to, to see it end in such a way. But I'd be curious. I, I, I do think we might see him at some point over these last eight games on the bench at some point, but whether he's going to have a, a meaningful impact on any game, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think. That. I don't think McCarthy's having him. I really don't. I think that's part of. You see his frustrations on Twitter and sort of. He's doing a lot of subtweeting and sort of going back to that sort of childish ways. And um, yeah, I don't think. I just but don't I guess, think we're going to see him. I don't think McCarthy will have him. 
part of me thinks that McCarthy might at some point just go, right, I've had enough of your moaning. You're on the bench today. Let's see how you take that. And if he doesn't take it in the right way, then he'll draw the line completely. Because I think I think Mick McCarthy is, you know, he's a hard line bloke, but I feel like he's quite fair to people. As he's shown he's come in with Aidan Flint and with people like that, he's given them all a, a, a clean slate. And if if we don't see Tomlin, then we as fans, you know, we can't judge it in that sense. And I think um, we might might just see him on the bench at some point, but I don't think he's going to have a meaningful impact on the season. Fat, any. Anyway, um, <laughs> Ben Price Corner. Um, ben, you said something controversial on Twitter. Um, basically, and I'm just paraphrasing here, he hates Harry Wilson. Um, that's what you said, Ben. Um, do you want to put some context to that to the listeners and explain yourself? Yeah, if you go off um, sort of my mentions from that one tweet from Second Tier oh, Podcast. No, my um, apparently, I shat on Harry Wilson's head and made out like he's the worst player in the world. You did, though, um, mate. You got yeah. to quote your tweet. You got to quote your tweet back. Come on, what did you say? So, Second Tier Podcast tweeted, um, "Who's been the most disappointing player for you this season?" Whoa. And for, me, for me, I said Harry Wilson, and I stand by that. It's not a case of I'm sort of backtracking now. I still stand by. As far as the season's gone, I've been most disappointed with Harry Wilson. Um, not that he's been bad, and it's not all his fault. The sort of system doesn't help. He's probably let's be honest, it was probably the wrong club for him. He'd have, he'd have done better somewhere else, but I'm glad we got him. But he's not lived up to the hype and sort of not there's been a lot of games where he's gone missing. I expect more from him. He's a quality player. Like you see the goal against Belgium, that there's a quality player in there. When you play to him, he plays well. But He's not had the impact, and for half the season, he's been outshone by Shea Ojo. So, for me, if you look at sort of breaking it down with the transfers, the most disappointing person for me this season has been Harry Wilson, just because he's got so much potential. It's not a case of he's been bad, he's been disappointing. There's a difference. So, you say he's been outshone by Shea Ojo? During times during the season, there were times during the season when Shea was sort of that purple patch where we went through a nice, big, like good spell under Harris. Shea Ojo was playing miles, miles ahead of Wilson, and he would have been. We had this discussion. We said, "Who would you at that stage? Who would you pick up as on the transfer?" And it was Ojo. I mean, the, the stats: Ojo's 12, 12 goal contributions in thirty six games. Harry Wilson fourteen in thirty games. So, I mean, Harry Wilson's having a more direct impact on goals and assists, right? Yeah, and I, I get that. There's there are some people saying he's got. I think it's the second most assists in the league. He's got a personal record, I think, for assists this season. I think 10 is a record for him. And he, he's done well. Like, don't get me wrong. This isn't a case of me slating him saying he's been a fucking shit Sounds show, like it is, Ben. Sounds I just like expected it is. more. You sort of... I, I, I wanted more bangers. I wanted more absolute screamers. His, his free kicks have been shite. He, is, he hasn't is, had... You know, to, to pick up and to come to you on this one, Tom, is he just a symptom of how weird our season has been, right? Like... Under Harris, we weren't sure whether we were coming or going. We were changing our system week in, week out. Obviously, under McCarthy, we're we're more focused, we're more direct, so therefore we don't. He doesn't get the ball as much in the middle of the park. But it feels like, it feels like to me, and I I, I do understand where Ben's coming from, but it feels like to me he's just a victim of a weird season in that sense. I think I I do understand what what Ben's in in terms of because we were expecting so much from him. It, it it's the wording of that, isn't it? It's that um, who do you expect more from kind of thing. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, he's got direct goal contributions and we've got a goal scorer this year in Kiefer Moore. And I think that's the difference. We don't need him to be that goal yeah. scoring focal point where in other seasons when he's been at other teams, they've kind of needed that from him. And I think there has been games where we've been crying out for a bit of magic from him. But I think 
you know, it's been shared out. This season, we've scored so many more goals than we ordinarily used to see in. And I think he is a factor in that. Um, you know, you can see, you can like there was that game where he's got a brace, didn't he, really quickly? And he's got a screamer as well. Birmingham, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. like he can do that. And he's done it at some key um, moments as well. So I think like he's going to be absolutely massive going into the end of the season for us. And yeah, I understand that. I, I probably expected a little bit more from him, but I think that's just because he's a, he's a great talent and he's Welsh and I just wanted him to just score 20 goals, but we haven't needed him to do it when we've got Kiefer Moore. And I think in the most like, if you're looking at players that have been the most disappointing, I think you can look at people like, I know it's a bit unfortunate like Tomlin's injury, but then people like Glatzel as well. The, yeah. Don't forget, like I know we've sent them out and maybe it's been a bit of a waste, but there was at one point where Kiefer Moore got injured and we were like, look, this is your moment, Glatzel. And we lost like five on the bounce. And like, yes, he wasn't getting an unbelievable amount of service, but I think I've been, I thought this would be the season. I thought he'd kick on this season. And for me, I think he's more disappointing than Harry Wilson. I'm just looking down at our scorers list. Kiefer Moore's way ahead with 16. Then you've got Morrison and Ojo on five. <clears throat> Vox, Rolls, Wilson on four. Glatzel on three. Bakuna two. Murphy two. Harris two. Hoylett two. Forgot about Junior Hoylett. And then you've got a raft. Joe Bennett, Aidan Flake, Curtis Nelson, Lee Tomlin and Marlon Pack with one goal each. The goal's been spread around quite a lot. We, it's it's quite, actually quite refreshing to see one player so far ahead. compared. Usually we've got three players on eight or nine goals. This season we've yeah. got one on 16 and a few on five. But I, like, I do agree, though, you'd expect, what was it, four goals he's got? Yeah. You do expect more than that. There's no doubt. And I do agree with Ben in that respect. You do expect more from him. But, you know, he adds a he lot. Hasn't scored, he hasn't scored many free kicks. I don't think he scored any, in fact. Like, he's Doesn't lined up any, for a few no. free kicks and he's he's whapped them straight over. So, yeah, I, yeah, I do understand some of what he's saying. Um, but it's not, let, let me just say, this isn't just down to him. This isn't no, a case no, if it's no, all no. down to Harry Wilson. Like, he's wasted in a lot of the systems and the style of football we play at times. He's a fantastic footballer that should should be playing Premier League. With Great the team accent as well. Yeah, fantastic. Red card. Kiefer should have got down as a red card. No? But yeah, like it's that. not all down to him. It's not all down to him, but for me, that was my sort of personal opinion. Apart which apparently from... I have on Twitter. It... I should have known. I should have known. Tw- Twitter's not a place for opinions, mate. Not a place for opinions. Um, <laughs> that's what I, you know, that's what everyone realizes. I just, just tweet stupid shit and people will enjoy it. Like tweet about could Cadella getting Albert in the face because he's a dirty racist. Um, allegedly, keep, allegedly. Um, amazing. That's on, oh, wait a minute, that's only like I was sticking up for him. He is a dirty racist, by the way. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> yeah. I was I was surprised they played him with all that focus on racism in football at the moment that they get they played him tonight. It's so bizarre to me. There's play the players around in, in the squad wanted him to play, apparently. It was a big thing that they were pushing that they wanted him involved. So So they support racism, do they? Well, no. The Czech but, Republic again, support again, racism. I'm not saying anything. Allegedly. I, 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 I was about to say something, but I guarantee you get cut. So I'm not going to bother. <laughs> it, just, it just seems weird. That it, and, and like, I, I think I tweeted this, and I know this is slightly off topic, but it's like, it's a crystallizing moment for football where the Wales players are running on the pitch because two of their players have been racially abused in recent weeks with show racism, the red card. And on the other hand, you've got the Czech Republic supporting a player who's currently being investigated for racist abuse starting the match and they've rallied around him. It's just like the two polar opposites of, what, of yeah. uh, you know, the views on football and racism at the moment. I well, just, it's, I just, it's showing it just the, nice. it's showing the deep line issue with racism and football that UEFA aren't taking any action with it. No. Like, I know there's the whole innocent or proven guilty and all that bollocks, but 
at the moment you're trying to clamp down and sort of stop all of this sort of going on, sort of trying to say, look, we are taking racism seriously. It makes a joke of not just sort of the whole thing, but sort of it made a joke of the, what Wales did by coming out and wearing those T-shirts tonight of sort of showing their opposition against racism. Yeah. Uh, what's the pod's position on race? I think racism is bad, guys. Do you? I think we're all pretty much in that sort of area, sort of, yeah, not really good. Not racism, thumbs down from us. What about xenophobia? Like xenophobia against the English, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all other xenophobia, bad. Yeah, when I look at our like agenda here and you've just written scabs, like <laughs> I think you've got to be careful. Moving on. So who, who are we playing on Friday, Phillips? Scabs. Scabby, 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 <laughs> Nottingham. Um, Nottingham Forest. Uh, are you surprised they are where they are in the table, Tom? I'm a little bit. I didn't think they'd be riding right at the top of the league. I, I'm not going to pretend I remember what I said at the beginning of the season, but let's go along with I didn't expect them to be that high. I've got a feeling I said the complete opposite. But um, they've got such a massive squad. They're, they're a club that yeah. chop and, they, they chop and change so much. Like, I just they're just a bit of a shambles, aren't they? So what are you laughing at now? I'm just looking at their squad. It's huge. It's just massive, um, isn't it? It's like, and they've, and they've, got, they've got Glenn Murray playing. <laughs> it's bonkers. <laughs> like, they're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they just can't get any form going. They won't get relegated, but they're a bit of, they're a, bit of a, a bit of a basket case for the moment. And, like, if you've got a manager like Houghton in there who can't sort them out, then I think they are in real, real trouble. That's the weird thing, isn't it, Ben? Like, Houghton came in... You know, they start the season in a bit of a mess. Hutton came in, it was like, right, this is where they stabilised. Because he, he he came in at quite an early stage in the season when they still had a chance. But he hasn't been able to get to grips with anything, has he? And it just feels like yeah. they're, they're stagnating somewhat. They, they, they're they the kind of team who've been in the Championship for so long that it feels like they, they either have to go up or down in the next couple of seasons. Otherwise, they'll stay in the Championship forever. They feel a bit like Ipswich. Sort yeah. of the year Ipswich went down. Um, but I think a lot of what difference from Ipswich is because they've changed managers so often that the manager that got sacked before Hewton was the first manager to start and finish a season in, in like six something ridiculous like six years he took him to the, he that, almost took him to the playoffs last year didn't he yeah and that's the, why the manner saw, of that though wasn't it like the way yeah. they dropped out of that and then the way they started the season it was almost like if they were like just out of the playoffs and had missed out by a couple of places I think it would have been fine and he would have been given longer but the manner of the way they ended that season it's just really hard to come back from that but yeah sorry I cut in crack on I just think Forrest are one of those clubs that sort of got a nice collective sort of shit show brewing you've got a squad that's sort of all over the shop you've got Sammy Amiobi Glenn Murray like Harry Arter Harry still there yeah there's some ridiculous players there um Oh god, who's the centre back? Dawson, Mikey Dawson, Dawson still, still one of the players. Um, Gavin from players Gavin and Stacey's favourite player. I, I knew you were going to say it because I thought about <laughs> saying that as well. God, I've had around with you far too long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, yeah, but they've just got a collecting sort of managers buying sort of managers all over the years have bought so many random players and sort of the owner who, let's be honest, is a bit of a problematic character himself. I read a really um, fascinating article about him. Um, I'd, I'd recommend looking it up. It's to do with being linked to I, the links. Olympiakos. It's Olympiakos, but there's a link in Greece to these drug trafficking rings. 
and there's a, a weird link. I'm not saying he's responsible for it. The article covers this, but it's like there's a weird link between him and these ships, and it's like it's a fascinating article. If you could, if you look it up, it's really fascinating. Well, this is a bloke that came onto a football pitch with a gun in his pocket and sort of was branding it about. He's yeah. fucking mental. I'm, I'm looking through their squad. Got... They must be paying some wages. Grabben, Colback, Amiobi, oh, yeah. Lyle Taylor, Carl Jenkinson, Joe Lolly, Glenn Murray, Michael not... Dawson, Cyrus Christie, well. Nokia. Yeah. Fucking hell, it's mental. Um, the, only, the only player I know of theirs who's any good is their keeper, Bryce Samba. The rest seem pretty, you know, he's and Grabben, obviously. A, he's prone to a clanger. Yeah. Um, they feel like you sort of foot, if if you were building a squad and you had unlimited budget on football manager three years ago, that forest squad is what you'd assemble. It's like in on the old football managers in January where you could sign players in advance and you get to the summer and realize you've signed 19 players on a free <laughs> yeah. and you go, oh, for fuck's sake, oh, I spent shit. all my wages. That feels like what it's done, right? Because they've signed all these players who were once promising or good, like Cyrus Christie. Um, he's he's you know flat to deceive since then. Lewis Graben, obviously a goal scorer at this level, but struggling this year. Jack Colback, Sammy Amiobi, you know, they're all these players who you'd go at 21, 22, you'd go, yeah, I'll take them now. But now they're they're a bit past it, aren't they, in that sense? It's just a squad with lack of identity that Hewton's not really a chance to put his stamp on. Because let's be honest, Hewton isn't exactly one for flair these days. The sort of days in play there, his sides playing nice pragmatic sort of attacking football is gone if they were ever really there. And they were a very effective side. Um, and he's trying to sort a defence out that seems to be very leaky with strikers that sort of... like If you're bringing in 35-year-old Glenn Murray to solve your goal-scoring issues, yeah, who couldn't get who couldn't get a sniff at Watford who could this season, sort of barely got a look in, um, you know there's issues there. I know he's reliable. I know he had him at Brighton and there's links there. But Christ, when you've got players... I think they paid about £7 million for grabbing. They paid a lot of money for grabbing. They, they're paying Arthur through the nose. Obviously, he's earning decent money. Um, Lyle Taylor is on a big wage because he he um, allegedly snubbed us. Uh, or yeah, and snubbed. And he snubbed Galatasaray to go to Forest in the end. Yeah, good move for him. I think good move. Um, I got a quiz question for you. How many managers have they had since the two since two thousand and one? They hired Paul Hart on the twelfth of July two thousand and one. How many managers have they had since then? Twenty years. I'm gonna go 17. Oh 15. 17 for me. Include including caretakers, 27. <laughs> it goes, hell. it's gone Paul Hart, Joe Kinnear, Mick Harford, Gary Megson, Frank Barlow, and Ian McPartland. I think they were caretakers. Calderwood, um, John Pemberton, caretaker, Billy Davis, Steve McLaren, Rob Kelly, caretaker, Steve Cottrell, Sean O'Driscoll, Alex McKeish, uh McKeish, McLeish, Rob Kelly, caretaker. <laughs> Billy Davis, again. Gary Brazil, caretaker. Stuart Pierce, Doogie Friedman, Paul Williams, caretaker. Felipe Montagne, never heard of him. Gary Brazil, caretaker. Mark Warburton, Gary Brazil, caretaker. Ita Karanka, Simon Island, caretaker. Martin O'Neill, Sabri Lamucci, and now Chris Hutton. That's a basket case of a football club, isn't it, Phillips? <laughs> and they're even sponsored by Football Index, which has gone up the pan as well. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. the Swanee. Just Perfect a really analogy. Cherry on the yeah. top. <laughs> um... I mean, Tom, going into these two games, we've got Forest on Friday and obviously Sheffield Wednesday on Easter Monday. Um, the players have had a bit of a break. It's kind of like that that last eight-run game, proper business end of the season stuff. Forest the 17th, Sheffield Wednesday the 23rd, I think they are. That you know, that bottom table. We'll talk a bit more about Sheffield Wednesday next. These are these are two must-win games, aren't they? 
Oh, it's huge. Absolutely massive. And like you look at the other games around as well. Bournemouth are playing Borough. Yeah. You know, Barnsley, are play, Barnsley playing Reading as well. That's so, the one. So even that first game, we get three points in that. Someone around us is dropping points. If Hopefully, like there's a couple of draws in there. And then, you know, we're well on our way because our next a bank of three games are massive. You, know, you get seven or nine points from them and we are well back in the race. Um, it, it's just so huge. And I, like you said, Coming off that international break, there was we was there was a worry that we we're going to run Kiefer Moore into the ground, but he's had a bit of a rest now, and yeah. he's had, he's had a nice time with the boys, yeah. with the and, boys, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a nice little home game as well in Cardiff, in the Cardiff City Stadium to end the international break as well. So he hasn't even got any travel. So Does I he think... have to go home? He can stay in the stadium between now and Friday. Exactly, exactly. He could be going to sit in the lounge, whatever it's called, have a little bit of a chill. But yeah, yeah um, no, it's, it's it's ideal, really. It's ideal preparation going into these games. There's no excuses. Um, it yes, yeah, massive. And I, 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 we've got to, we've got to hope for six points from these next two games. And like I said, seven or nine from the next three. Ben, we we talk about Barnsley playing Reading. Barnsley are in fifth on sixty four points. Reading are playing six on sixty two points. My instinct is to go Barnsley beat Reading. Barnsley pull away, and then it's just a straight run out for that sixth six place if we get our three points we're then only a point off it is that how you're feeling as well yeah i think uh red and the team to catch um i don't fancy them to do well under pressure they've sort of flattered to see for a lot of the season there's potential there for them to absolutely batter a team eight nil but then they've also got the potential then to concede three or four in a game as well um mm -hmm. i just don't trust them and their players to sort of have the bottle to see it to the end um so yeah chase them sort of them sort of really under the pressure going into the last few games is exactly what we want, especially because we've got to play them as well. That's going to really play on their mind. Um, they've got a tough run in sort of us, Barnsley and a few other teams in and around them. They're not got the kindest run of fixtures, whereas it's them and Brentford are probably oh. the two most difficult fixtures for us. But Yeah, they've got after Barnsley, sorry, just to, to recap yeah, that, yeah. Like, after Barnsley, they play Derby County um, at home, which could go either way. Um, away to Watford, home to us, away to Luton, and then home to Swansea. And then their final two games of the season are Norwich and Huddersfield. So that is a real tough run. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. What I would say as well is Barnsley lost last time out to Sheffield Wednesday. So, you know. Yeah, it is the they, championship, they, isn't it? We're forgetting that, that. That's the thing. It's like, I don't think we can. Oh, the championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can single out one of those two teams. I think it's got to be a case of, look, they're both within our reach. We could finish above both of them. I don't think it's the fact that... It, I would have said a couple of weeks ago, we've got to be lucky and claw one of them back. But I think we could claw both of them. Um, we, yeah. could, fifth place, we could end up in eighth. Like it, It's going to be a bonkers end to the season. But these next three... I know we've said this before, but these next three games are really pivotal. Just Season-defining. Season-defining. Then we've got the struggle as the last three games of the season, as I mentioned every week. So Barnsley's, Barnsley's running have got... They've got Reading and then uh, Luton, as, as we discussed. And they've also then got Middlesbrough, Coventry, Huddersfield, Rotherham, Preston and Norwich. Um, that you know, Norwich last game of the season, if they've already gone stinky. up. Stinky. Yeah, if they've already gone up. But also Rotherham and Preston are both fighting for their lives at the moment. Huddersfield aren't at the mire. Coventry aren't clear of the relegation zone. So they, they're facing... Four four teams there who are absolutely scrapping for it at the bottom of the league. Uh, and they showed against Sheffield Wednesday that they're beatable. And I think that's the key thing, isn't it? For a while, it looked like Barnsley were unbeatable. Against Sheffield Wednesday, they were very, very, be very beatable because they lost the game. Local derby, I know. But, you know, it's just going to be a massive end. People are going to drop points, including ourselves. It's just... Yeah. 
It's dropping games. points at the right time, isn't it? Yeah, it's all about momentum and going into certain games and and weirdly like having your off day against certain teams rather than others. Now, like we can't have our off day against Reading probably. Like if we lose that game, we, we've got a, a big mountain to climb. So exciting time! Like like I said before, it's just exciting to be even involved in this race because I'm just season, happy to be here, aren't we? Yeah, we thought it was over. Like we yeah, thought it was yeah. a weird Cardiff City season where we weren't actually scrapping for something. But we're, we're right back in the mix now, thanks to Magic Mix. So, happy day. Um, obviously, we kind of touched on Sheffield Wednesday, but I think one of the things that, that is quite nice about the next couple of games is there's some familiar faces coming up. Obviously, uh, Nottingham Forest have got Sammy Amiobi, um, former Cardiff legend with his dancing feet. And they've also got Harry Arter, spit on Harry Arter. Um, and then if you look at Sheffield Wednesday, they've got lovely, lovely Callum Patterson. Um, it, it's, it's nice, isn't it? Um, do you think Will Vox is going to shit house Harry Arter, Ben? I don't think that was going to be on the pitch. Um, he's Good. not getting a look in. Good, he's, he's shy at football. Not getting a look in. Um, rubbish, rubbish player. Yeah, no, send him to League Two where he belongs. Um, anyway, Chef, go on, Ben. You're going to say something. Then. I can't remember what I was going to say. My mind's gone blank. <laughs> Sorry, Harry Arter's a wanker. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, looking ahead to Sheffield Wednesday, uh, Tom. Obviously, they're they're fighting for their lives at the bottom. Um, I think they're 23rd, and they're about six points off. Birmingham in 21st place, um, Callum Patterson versus Neil Etheridge in the relegation race. Um, but they still got people like Jordan Rhodes, who seems to have hit a bit of form. Um, does, does that game worry you more than, say, the, the game against um, Nottingham Forest? No, nah, not really, to be honest with you. Um, confident. I think, I, think it w- I, think, I think it would have before. It's quite, fu- it's quite funny, really, because I think we could do with someone like Callum Patterson in the squad at the moment as like a rotation player from the bench. And it's someone I think Mick McCarthy would have absolutely loved to, loved him. to have in the yeah. squad. But, you know, we've got people like Flint. He'll have, he'll have a point to prove against Wednesday. I could just see him now popping up with a brace, like from two, like, shithouse headers from a corner against them. And for some reason now, this game, that game isn't worrying me as much as it would have a few weeks ago. I, I, I think the Forest one probably worries me a little bit more. I can see yeah. that being very similar to the Stoke game, where there'll be a couple of chances on both sides, but could easily just be a, a bit of a shit nil-nil. But... I expect us to get over the line against them, but I think we're more likely to come unstuck against Forest than we would be against Sheffield Wednesday. Ben, do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, I just, again, Wednesday, I just think they're just a fucking basket case that um, sort of are going to self self destruct. You can see a lot of players are very frustrated with how it's going there, and yeah, they're there for the taking. If we sort of get an early goal, Flint's going to be up for it. I'm going to play like fucking. Hello, the way he's going to be up for it. So yeah, I'm not too worried. I'm, I'm not going to say it because I, I wasn't too worried about them at the start of the season. They beat us, but um, <laughs> no, I fancy us to sort of get one over. I think there's a point to prove for a lot of players after that performance, and sort of Aidan Flint especially want to prove and sort of stick one up the chairman. In a in a footballing sense, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've also got Kadeem Harris, who I forgot about, and there's talk of him leaving this summer and being reunited with one Neil Warnock at Middlesbrough. Um, the interesting, really, I, I'm surprised that Sheffield Wednesday did their manager reshuffle and brought in Darren Moore at such a late stage. Them and Birmingham seemed to have, it felt like the moment had been had been passed for them to change their managers. But Darren Moore and um, Lee Bowie are having impacts at both their clubs. And it feels like a straight run out for the League One managers to not go back to League One. I think Pulis sort of, there was issues with Pulis. Why are they get more their issues with Pulis? Yes, yeah, he, he's yeah. got form of chairman, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so predictions then, Forest and Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Tom, I'm coming to you first. 
Uh, one nil win in the first one, and I think we'll win three nil in the second. Ben, two nil, three one. Oh, I'm gonna go two one, four one. Um, just for the fuck of it, just for the fuck of it. I got my prediction right for Aiden Flint last time in the Swansea game, so there True. we go. Um, and their games on Friday and Monday, so you don't even have to ruin your weekend. Um, you can watch them on Friday and Monday. Um, get get try and get the weekend to drink it away. Um, right, <laughs> rounding off this week's podcast is the Hall of Fame results. Not a new Hall of Fame nomination, Ben, but the Hall of Fame results. Uh, do you want to run through what happened on the last view from the Indian Hall of Fame and who we all nominated? Yeah, so it was um, a difficult decision for all of us who to nominate. We all had very different sort of ideas. Yeah. Um, Ben, you nominated Aidan Flint. Yeah. Uh, Tom, I think, let me just look. Uh, you nominated Aidan Flint. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And then, uh, yep, I um, nominated Aidan Flint. Tough, tough vote that because three very distinct choices. Yeah, like, it was a tough choice. Um, sort of as usual, the poll Pro went wrong. up at a, very, at a very random time on Twitter. And it gives me great pleasure to announce that the unexpected winner this week is it's Aidan Flint. Would you believe oh, yeah. it? I, Would I you believe it? I did not let's see that coming. Who was Aidan Flint one? I don't know, but I, last I looked, mine was like 14, was like well below you two. There's like one vote between you two, and I was like right at the bottom. Well, like, you've got, oh, you've got well, a check. You've got a check. I'm checking now. So, yeah, uh, the first one. Aiden Flint option one, lazy bastards, just clicked on the first one. Uh, that, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Tom Phillips, man of the people, wins again. It's a popularity contest now, boys. If you've got the same, same you know, options, they're effectively voting for me. But they, yep. I gave the lovely apology, which Aiden... You know, I, Aiden... Po- I posted the apology yeah. in the tweet. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you came second with 39%. And I came rock solid last with 14%. That's so weird. How it's... That is so weird. <laughs> I thought more people go for middle or bottom just not to go for the first one. Well, I thought well, middle would... So, when I do it, it sort of always goes... For, you just go for the middle, don't you? I go for third just to be that guy. But... Well, as, as we can see, mate, from this vote, there's not enough of you in the world. Um, And that's it. That's... Um, the Hall of Fame wrapped up for another week. Um, I think we should say a final parting thank you to Aidan Flint for commenting on our Instagram post. So we apologise to him. Um, we'll be, we, well, I apologise to him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will be making a donation to uh, some charities because we offered to buy him a gift and he said donate the, the gift money to charity. So we will be making a what donation. What a lovely man. Yeah, fair play to him for actually engaging with you know our shenanigans, should we say, our utter nonsense um, that we put out on Instagram. And I think we're going to make a donation to the Cardiff City Foundation and a uh, the, uh, there was a hospice that he used to support at Bristol City. Um, so we're going to split a donation across the two parties. Um, thanks for listening once again. Um, it's Wednesday tomorrow, Tom. Uh, how are you spending your Wednesday? Uh, so like you said, I'm temporarily unemployed because I've got time off. So I'm just going to sit outside and burn again I think uh, Ben what, what are you doing with your temporary employment tomorrow uh, I've got to take the dog to the vets so nice oh, it's a classic classic time off trip that to look forward to but then we're going oh. around our friends for a socially distanced sort of catch up because we're allowed to do that now so we'll sit in their garden have a lovely catch up and it'll all be wonderful and hopefully the That's dog's nice. not too roughed after his ejections and Ben James what are you up to <laughs> 
working. <laughs> this is why we work. don't ask. Yeah, because I'm boring. I work in, but then in the evening, I'm going to take a walk to Big Sainsbury's uh, to get some beers ahead of the long weekend. Nice. I might look up some flights to Qatar as well after the international break. See, see, uh, you know. They drew with Ireland, didn't they, tonight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one all. Um, anyway, uh, we'll be back on Monday after the next two games. Ben, enjoy the bets tomorrow. I shall. Tom, remember the fact for 50. Will do, mate. Right, nearly half time, pal. Your turn to get a ground round in. Off you go. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beer sorted for later. What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN. To get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five, that's www.beer52.com forward slash vftn. Sound pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. <laughs>